And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, world. To my peeps, to the podcast community, I got another great guest. It never ceases to amaze me the great people I continue to connect with and collaborate with in this journey called sports. I have a young lady who's dope at what she does. Um, just looking at what she's been able to do in PR as a journalist, works for the Mystics, uh, Wizards, giving game on her social media accounts world. Help me welcome Miss Carita Parks. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Excited <laughs> to be here. Excited to talk to you. Come on. Well, we going to talk that talk then. Yeah. Like, Let's do that. <laughs> I mean, before we even talk about PR, talk mm-hmm. about who you've interviewed with as a journalist, you were you was an athlete. Yes, I was an athlete. I ran track. That was my sport. Mm-hmm. Um, the four by one hundred, the four by two hundred. Oh. I was a sprinter, and I did also just the hundred. So I was not into that long distance running. So practice <laughs> was rough. <laughs> But that was my thing. It ran in the family. Nice, nice. And that was going to be my next question. So who was your inspiration? But you answered it was the family, just just a, a family of athletes. Yeah, I mean, we all, like my mom, my aunt, my uncle, we all ran track. My uncle was probably the one who stood out the most because he got all kinds of awards and he was a beast. Gotcha. Yeah, but we all ran track, so it just kind of came naturally. So, being a, a natural athlete, how did you transition what you learned as an athlete to being an entrepreneur, starting with PR? I mean, I would say that self-motivation. I think that as an athlete, you have to motivate yourself mm-hmm. Uh, you can't really depend on others. Like it's not always easy going to practice. Track meets were not always easy. So you kind of had to keep your head in the game. And I yeah. think that that's the same principle when it comes to entrepreneurship. But it might be even harder because a lot of times you don't have a team like you have when you're playing sports. Yeah. But that mentality, you still have to have that same mentality of just keeping yourself going even when things get tough. So yeah. that's what I would, that's what comes to mind first. Okay. No, that's cool. Keep your head in the game. Keep, yeah. Keep your head in the game. Which can oh. be the hardest part, honestly. Oh, no I, I think that, I think any entrepreneur would agree with me. I think sometimes you can be harder on yourself because this is yours. Like it's your business. 
it's your work and you can really be your own worst critic sometimes oh no doubt really have to have a positive mentality or find your way back there (laughs) yeah no that's real that's real so what keeps who or what keeps you level-headed as an entrepreneur i have a really great foundation around me my my mother is just she don't hold back she gives me that straight up real advice which i appreciate Mm -hmm. Um, i have some really good friends who are maybe not entrepreneurs but they're successful in their own right right who just tell me like hey look you know this is what it is and i really attribute it to that and also faith i mean you have to have in my opinion yes you have to have some level or connection to faith because even when you get advice sometimes it doesn't necessarily always resonate right then and there mm-hmm. so you have to have that faith and know that there that you have a greater purpose and really believe that to keep going yeah yeah, now that's that's real important, uh, especially what's going on in the, in these times, and to to to, to feel your energy and, and, and your excitement, and, and still covering sports because there's a few people in the industry of sports are struggling, don't know how to manage or even stay relevant, quote unquote, during these times, and you still find a way to to still uh, connect. Uh, with these athletes and still want to do it for the love which a lot of people can't say or not doing so salute to you thank you thank you i appreciate it yes indeed i i I gotta talk about just more of the pr side so Mm -hmm. you have your own pr company right right? parks pr PR. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> Oh yeah, no doubt. But Parks PR. Make sure y'all uh uh look it up, specializing in strategic communication for sports and lifestyle brands. Ooh, somebody was on the website. Yes. Uh, see, I uh, see, I keep trying to tell I keep trying to tell people I just don't run my mouth for clout. I, I like ta- it. I like it. I take time to 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 get, get it to understand my guests. Because I might not only can use it for myself, but in this walk and in this journey, I'm sure I can come across people and I can name drop. Hey, yeah, man, Carita Parks out there in the East Coast. Man, check her out. You just no, never know. Right. That research is key. Yes, so ma'am. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Why PR, though? Yeah. So from a very young age, I've really been into storytelling and I actually started out with my eyes set on broadcast journalism. Mm -hmm. But as I got older and the reality set in, it was like, "Eh, you know, that might not quite pay the bills the way I need it to. I'm just keeping it real. (laughs) There we go. And I was also... I lived in Florida. <laughs> gotcha. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to be in the studio or covering anything when a hurricane or something comes through. Because that, I mean, in reality, broadcasters and the news folks, like that's that would be their job. And yeah. we had hurricanes in Florida. Yes, yes So I was is. like, that will not be me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the reality set in as I got older and I was really just trying to think, well, what can I do? Because I do still have an interest in media. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a good writer. <clears throat> what can I do? And I really 
started looking into public relations and I felt like that was an opportunity for me to kind of tie a lot of my strengths together and so it ended up being the perfect route for me um, you know because it takes storytelling because when you have to pitch mm-hmm. you have to tell a story and you have to tell a strong story Ooh, there she go I hope y'all listening because you do gotta <laughs> sell it because I just don't get guesses all falling off the sky you gotta have confidence and have that pitch continue though <laughs> yeah you have to I mean that pitch is so key yeah. when it comes to PR I mean that's what your clients hire you for but also that writing standpoint, you know, I tell a lot of people, people don't realize this, but, you know, we do a lot of writing. We're writing press releases that we're sending out mm. to media. We write red website content. We're strategists. We also write speeches for our clients. We do a lot behind the scenes that people don't always mm. see. A lot of people mm. see that that media, like the magazine articles, or right. they see the red carpet. But there's a lot that goes into uh, PR. We manage crisis too, you know? Yeah. Um, So it ended up being just a world where I was able to put a lot of different skills together. And I love it. I don't regret it. This is definitely where I belong. Look look at you. Look at that. Where you belong. Now, you wear a lot of hats. And you go from PR to a sports journalist. Like, how do I do that? Yeah, like that's a like yeah. How you do that? Help me out. I'm I'm well, I'm I'm new I'm new to this so stuff. First so. of all, I should also say when I went into PR, I wanted to do sports PR, and I have done some of that. Like I've worked with clients like Penny Hardaway, the Black Enterprise Golf and Tennis Weekend. Nice. Like Ray Lewis Summer Days. I've done that, so I've always had an interest in sports. Um, you know, I've always watched football closely, basketball, all of that. Nice. So that interest was already there. Okay. Now, as far as how it crosses over into journalism, I think that personally, my PR background actually is very helpful because I have just a completely different lens than other reporters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my questions come from a different kind of place. As far as just, like I said, having that PR background. But for me, I say that PR and sports journalism, it goes hand in hand because they both involve you finding like a unique angle Mm -hmm. and telling that story in a way that engages the audience. Like that's what I have to do in PR. And I feel like that's exactly what I have to do in sports journalism, too. Mm. I I hope y'all taking notes like because I don't do. Obviously, I'm not a quote unquote a journalist. However, I do tell a few stories, um, but no, that, that, that's interesting because I know as a quote unquote outsider, um, it's like PR. Like, oh, man, they about to be messy or like you said, it's <laughs> scripted. I'm just I'm just kind of I just want to be honest with you. No, that's cool. So when I'm here, oh, this is a this is a person from PR is like, oh, my gosh, this is this is this isn't legit. However, sports journalists, it's kind of a little more comforting, but still it's kind of like, eh. So for you to go in that angle to where uh, people such as Jamel Hill comes to mind, we not look at your, your pen tweet, someone that you've been able to connect with and you're part of uh, a host of shows and far as like i said the wizards the 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 mystics and the players insider the three-point conversion like you you out here working i'm working and and i want to say this because you know we kind of talked about this Mm -hmm. you know i'm balancing 
having my own business, doing the journalism, mm-hmm. you know, making sure I could pay my own bills. Come on. You know, people only see the result. Yeah. But it's so much work that goes into it. You know, I'm very blessed to be in a situation where I'm able to essentially live the dreams that I want to live. But please don't mistake that it's not hard work. It really is hard work. And that's more so for the listeners. You know, I just want to make sure yeah. um, that they understand that. But like you say, yeah, I'm out here working because you got to work. You got to keep keep grinding and keep finding that relevance. Mm-hmm. Y'all again, world for the first time listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Avid Listeners. What up? I've been saying this for the longest since I've been podcasting, which is almost four years. At the end of every show, including this one, because you will, the listener will finish the rest of the show. I will say, keep grinding, keep the faith, because it's all you. you faith without mm-hmm. works is dead. You gotta keep working. You gotta keep working. You gotta That's keep working. True. That's one of my favorite verses, too. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And another thing I caught that was interesting as far as similarities. Hashtag Leo seasons. Yeah. Hashtag Leo seasons. You know, I just wanted to throw that out there. Just I know it's off track, but I got to say, when I saw that, I said, yes, August Leo in the building. It's something about us being the best sign. Don't at me for those (laughs) listeners. I'm just being honest. It's true. I'm a July Leo, but you're right. It's something about that Leo, and we know how to work. That's, that's one of our that's one of our traits. Hard working. And they like me. I guess Karita. Yeah, she hold it down. Yeah, Murphy. Yeah, just this is what we do. The, the survival of the fittest mentality. Yes. Now, when and I know for me. But when you come across these great athletes or build a rapport with these athletes and or entertainers, you don't have to give everything out. But mm-hmm. What do you feel is key to have that exclusive interview or to have that that pass to be able to have access to someone that is hot at the moment in, in their respective industry? Um, I would say a couple things. Um, be relatable. I, I feel like they appreciate people who treat them like they are human beings. You know, a lot of times I stand in these media circles and I hear some of these questions and it's just like, you know, I get it. You have stories that you have to try to tell. But there's also a way to, I feel, ask a question and be respectful of the person or the situation because sometimes you know they may have just lost a game and you yeah. don't want to sugarcoat anything but you just got to be realistic and like I said you don't be tone deaf like I think that they appreciate that I will also say showing that you actually know about them um so just like how you were introducing my company I know that you I know that you either went to my website or my social media or something. I know you took an extra step. Appreciate it. And I think that they also know that when you're talking to them and you bring certain things up. And I think that that also uh, makes them feel more relaxed. Like, oh, okay. So she she actually looked into me Mm -hmm. and knows some some things about me. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I want to say those are probably my top two pieces of advice. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. It's been some things going on. I want to get your perspective. Um, I know with being out there in, in D.C., especially with the uh, Mystics and the Wizards, I know a few of the athletes have opt out of mm-hmm. playing their 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 respective uh, season to be more uh, active in what's going on in the community. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, there have been athletes that overstep their boundaries when it comes to activism or just knowing what's going on. So what are your thoughts when it comes to athletes and activism? I think athletes are key to activism. And the reason I say that is because they have a huge platform. And if of anything and everything, sports is that one thing that brings everybody together, no matter what their differences are. Mm-hmm. And so if you have this platform, in my opinion, you need to use that and have a voice. I think it's very important, but do it in the right way. Because to your point, sometimes people don't do it in the right way. Do it in the right way and be an example because people are paying attention. And to be honest, as much as I love sports and want to see sports back, I don't necessarily think it's the biggest priority right now because Mm -hmm. we are in the pandemic and we are seeing a movement like this is the first time I think Black Lives Matter has had so much traction right across the world not even the country but across the world so those athletes who have opted out to continue being involved in that work I think it sends a message yeah. because it shows that this is so important right and this issue is so big that right now that means more to me than the money I can make by being on the court. And and like I said, it's not a normal time right now anyway. <clears throat> That's real. And, and you connected with um, this individual who was on my bucket list, by the way, uh, Miss Renee Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. She's definitely been on my radar for someone to, to connect with. Uh, how was that experience for you, knowing that she was one of the athletes who is looking to, or who is taking that next level when it comes to activism? It was really great. Um, she is extremely connected to the cause. Uh, she's a great spokesperson for the cause. You know, I'll be honest in the sense that I cover the Mystics, right? So a lot mm-hmm. of my attention had been on the Mystics last season and even some of this season. Mm-hmm. So one of my colleagues, specifically with the three-point conversion, they are in Atlanta and they cover the Atlanta dream. And he was like, you know, I can't make this uh, media availability with Renee. Can you do it? So that was like my first contact with Renee, but she's so relatable. And you can tell that her energy is so positive and real about her reasons for opting out. And then take it to take it a step further he asked me if I would do a one-on-one with her because he was just like, you know, I just think that you all would connect better. Nice. And so I did that one-on-one and she's really easy to talk to because sometimes in interviews, depending on the person, you got to really like prod (laughs) 
oh, I know. <laughs> and like, it wasn't like that right. with her. You know, you could ask her a question. She'd give you like a real in-depth answer. And you could tell she got more and more comfortable as we went on because, you know, I like to try to ask some different questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could tell she got more comfortable. But it was a really great experience. And I'm glad I had the opportunity because right now she's she's hot right now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is, and I just want to applaud you because, like you were saying, it's people or peers that have confidence in you to have that exclusive. And 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 today, especially with being a sports journalist or in the media, as we spoke about, like you said, it's very cutthroat. Um, it's you know trying to get your question answered and trying to. Just make sure you're being noticed. Uh, what what keeps? I know we kind of spoke on it a little bit earlier, but not in this facet. Like when you go in and there's other reporters and journalists trying to get to that athlete post game, pre game. I've never done it, so I'm asking because I don't know. Like, do you wave your hand? Do you like? I, I don't. I don't even know where to start. So, how? What is the general rule of thumb? Because I don't want you to give out all your t- uh, tips and tricks. Because that's not what I'm. But just for someone like me, who has shown some interest as I continue to develop, what would be something that you would give me, uh, so to speak, when it comes to being in that situation? Man, you know, it's not like this clear cut formula, to be honest. I'll say, so it's funny because when I first started doing this, I was um, at the NFL draft and I was in, in a circle of media. And I feel like I, at that point, realized how cutthroat it can be. Come on. And once I realized that, it was like, oh, okay. So I'm not going to say, I'm not cutthroat. Don't get me wrong. Right. No, no doubt. No doubt. It's just like something just clicked. Like, okay, you have to be more aggressive. That's what I would say. Gotcha. I I realized that I had to be more aggressive because these people, these reporters don't play play any games. Like, there is no respect. Like, if you start to ask a question, there is no, like, I'm going to stop asking my question. So you can ask your question like, no, they're going to try to talk over you. So I would say you have to be be aggressive, but not aggressive in an obnoxious way. Okay. But you just have to be willing to push yourself out there. And a lot of times it's not raising your hand in a more controlled environment. You raise your hand. So like if you're in a press room, then they want you to raise your hand sometimes. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they just you just ask your question, you know, so you you really just have to be willing and not afraid to let your voice be heard. Like I said, don't be over obnoxious, but you do have to be a little bit aggressive. There it is. Um, that, that's the, really the key. <laughs> and, and that's important because I, I know I have people that are listening and I've received some questions and things like that similar to what I'm asking you and I tell them well I've been part of some dope exclusive interviews but I've never been <clears throat> as far as having a media pass where I, I gotta fight or be around a whole bunch of people I've never done that so you are actually helping me help that listener get their answers or answer that question that they were looking for so no, I greatly appreciate that 
Definitely. Of course. Who, when it comes to your position as a, a sports journalist, who was that one person that you was like, oh man, you was kind of starstruck? Oh, that's a good question. Honestly, this might be a little... Okay, so I'll give you two people. Okay. I was a little starstruck, and he's in the news for all the wrong reasons right now, but I was a little starstruck when I interviewed Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun, so yeah. That was my first... Uh, I don't know. Was it one of my... I feel like that was one of my first one-on-one interactions where I just got him one-on-one. One, I wasn't expecting to be able to get him one-on-one. It was at an event, like when he worked for the, uh, when he played for the Redskins, I should say. It was at an event. So I didn't know if I'd be able to get him one-on-one and I was able to. And then two... I didn't know how he would be because I feel like all I knew of Deshaun was from the media. Yeah. And I don't feel like the media always portrays him very well. So I didn't know what I was getting yourself into. But he turned out to be really nice. I remember this is like back when I was, oh, like just a mess. (laughs) 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 Trying to get my. Because I was, I've always been like a one person show. Like, I don't usually have anybody with me to support or help me. Mm. So, I was trying to get like my video all right. And like, he was trying to help me with the with the camera on my video. He was like, I think you got to do this. Like, he was just really nice and nice. really cool. I was really nervous. Like, if I look at that video, I kept looking back. Like, I was so- somewhat fidgety. But at the end of the day, I can say I interviewed Deshaun Jackson. So right. it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I was definitely, I would say I was definitely starstruck with him just with like a, for all the reasons that I just said. That's dope. And a little bit when I talked to Jamel Hill. Nice. I yeah. knew that, I knew there would be an opportunity to talk to her, but I didn't, it kind of worked out really interestingly because they had a media availability with her in the beginning of this event gotcha and i walked in there and it was so different than like i thought it was going to be in my mind and they actually like had people going up to her like one at a time so i was like oh gosh i wasn't prepared for that (laughs) right i was like oh wow but the crazy part is they ran out of time in the Mm. beginning because she had to go she was the facilitator or moderator for the event so she had to go on stage so they were like, sorry, we're done. So I talked to the guy who was handling media and I was like, is there any opportunity I could still talk to her? And he was like, well, maybe after the event, he was like, come back here around noon or something like that. So I did. And he followed through on what he said, but it ended up being so much better because one, I got to mentally prepare myself. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's important. I got like almost a 10 minute interview because nobody else was there anymore. Nice. So it ended up working out wonderfully. Look at that. Deshaun Jackson and Jamel Hill. Two misunderstood people. That's very true. You. That's very true. Because I had a great interview with both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. But we're not going to talk about Deshaun Jackson in the current news though. We not. No, we'll just throw it back to that point. <laughs> but I will ask you this being in Washington. Regarding mm-hmm. the Redskins of the name change, what right. are you hearing? I'm so I'm hearing 
that a name change is in, imminent, okay. which I don't think is any surprise because I've only been in this area about 10 years. Okay. I'm originally from Florida. And this is the first time in my in the time that I have been here. And even in a lot of like other reporters who've been covering them for way longer than I have, this is the first time we've seen the kind of pressure from brands like the the fans and other people and officials have put pressure on, but it's never done anything. But we've never seen brands or sponsors step up and say, you need to change your name. FedEx is the title sponsor of FedEx Field, where the Redskins play. Yeah. And they said, you need to change your name. When they said it, I was like, oh, it's, it's a wrap. <laughs> That's fact. Because the money, money, like once you start affecting the bottom line mm-hmm. that's when you see change and that's exactly what we're looking at and, and since then um amazon nike walmart and target have all pulled redskins merchandise <sighs> so that's what I, i'm hearing that a name change is going to happen i don't know the time frame i mean they're saying that they hope it can get it can be done before the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's going to have to be. I was thinking it would probably be longer than that. But now that all these brands have started pulling merchandise. Yeah. Like, oh, it's probably going to happen before the season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like you said, when these heavy hitters, as far as companies demanding you to change it, there's really no other choice. Correct. <laughs> There's really no other choice. I have something, um, and I get this question, so I want to make sure I, I reciprocate it. Mm-hmm. Who is on your bucket list, or who is the one person you would like to have that one-on-one interview with? Okay, so Colin Kaepernick. Okay. I would love to interview Colin Kaepernick because... In my opinion, and that's probably not who people would expect expected me to say. And maybe that's not who I would have said prior to now. I don't know. Right. But I just really admire how he's handled everything. First of all, I'm sure when he's kneeled, he never thought that he would be blackballed. Yeah. But it happened. Mm-hmm. And I just love what he has done to help communities even... After he's left the league, like what he was standing up for is still important to him. It wasn't a show and he's still doing things for like coronavirus. He raised money for like minority communities because that the virus is affecting minorities in a disproportionate manner in other communities, which we see with a lot of health uh, issues. So I really love what he stands for. Um, also, I mean, to me, I, I say this all the time. I really think that even if he plays football again, I think that his legacy is going to is so much more. Oh, no than doubt, football. no doubt. And you know, now he has a docu series which is being produced by Jamel Hill that's mm-hmm. going to be on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, there was something else that just happened with him. So, I mean, to me, he's winning, and and he doesn't talk to the media as much anymore. Since he got blackballed, you really don't see him doing interviews. I think the only time he's really talked was when he did his workout. Mm-hmm. 
So I he's a voice that like needs to be heard, and I just feel like I would do a really good interview with Cap. There it is. There it is. Y'all heard it, Miss Carita Parks. Yes. It's about putting it out there in the atmosphere and that's the what universe. I was gonna say. Yep. If it happens, I said it here first because I actually that's first of all, I, nobody's asked me that question so far. <laughs> oh, see, I <laughs> thank yeah, you. Yeah, and so now that you've asked me that question and I had to think about it, you know, that's the first time I put it out there. So if like I said, if it happens. You heard it here first. There it is on Why Not Sports. I did an episode uh, two years ago, and I was saying, hey, I would love to interview this guest. Well, I've fortunately uh, been able to do that. Um, I've been able to work out and uh, collaborate with Adrian Peterson. So this was back in 2018. I was like, man, I would love to you know, get to connect with da-da-da-da, you know, Adrian Peterson the risk, and how ironic is that, right? Um, I was able to uh, do his camp and, just, you know, being uh, active in the drills with him and is you know posted on social media my instagram by the way for those who don't believe me and it was just like man you know i put it out there i'm just saying to your point like you put it out there it it just works wonders so no i'm glad to be a, uh, a part of that the last question i have for you i know on your twitter account you have pga yes now that's dope like when it comes to golf is either putt putt or tiger woods <laughs> so what is it about golf and I'm, I'm a sports host and i'm just being transparent like i i, I don't have no shame you're not lying. that's why i'm laughing huh <laughs> i said you're not lying that's why i'm laughing yeah so I, again I'm, I'm i'm a realist i think i've been able to connect with like you said just being relatable i'm not being this fake or just oh you know you gotta know it all no i'm i'm being honest i i hey i'm very little knowledge of golf what is it about golf to where you you, you feel comfortable uh speaking about it and, and, and interviewing uh, or just covering the sport as a whole so my first job out of college i worked at an organization called the first t oh yeah it was at the world golf foundation nice. in st augustine florida and I worked there because I wanted to be in sports. I didn't necessarily have an interest in golf. Okay. It was kind of like getting my foot in the door. And for those who don't know, the first tee is a it's a youth golf golf organization, and it started out um, really trying to expand the access to the to the sport of golf in minority communities. It's kind of uh, I wouldn't say it's went away from that, but it's just more widespread now. It's, mm -hmm. So it's not just about that, but they still want to increase accessibility to golf to minorities and working there really opened my eyes to another side of golf that I just never really thought about. Because like you said, always we see Tiger Woods, right? Yeah. But what I learned through the first tee is there's so many golf professionals that are African-American, black, minority behind the scenes that do the teaching mm. and so the first tee had chapters all across the united states and because i worked at the headquarters a lot of times we would have like annual meetings or we would have trainings and all and these people would come into town mm -hmm. so i got to see like wow there's like way more black people way more hispanic people in golf than i ever thought so you teaching me the pros and, and truthfully, it's not that they're 
I mean, if they wanted to be pros, they could be pros because these these people are trained. They know what they're doing, and a lot of them are PGA professionals. But they want to teach. Yeah. And so that kind of just opened my eyes to a whole different perspective on golf. And because I worked in golf, I went to like the Players Championship. I got to see Tiger Woods like live and in person. Um, I went to different golf courses. And another thing that I saw was, if I'm just going to be transparent, how other people live. Mm -hmm. Like when I went to these other golf courses, like these people out here just chilling, enjoying these beautiful sights, this beautiful sport. And I want more, I want more black people and minorities to, to see golf in a different light. So that is why PGA is on my profile and I'm actually working on my own platform. So I will continue to contribute to all the platforms that I do, but I'm working on having my own platform and something that I really want to stress is golf. And I really want to show and tell some different stories that people don't know. There it is. See, look, look at you. I, I heard you say, including everything else you got going. So with that being said, I, I want to just thank you again for taking time out your schedule. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> of course, I really love talking to people and just talking sports and talking about my journey and who I am. And so, hey, this was a treat for me. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I, I got to put this out there. Uh, Mr. Cole Johnson, this is how I was able to connect with this young lady. We uh, He did a VIP honors episode. <laughs> I heard the whole episode. And when he introduced you, I was like, oh, oh, she dope. She in sports, too. So... So, uh, you never know who you come across. So, Mr. Cole Johnson, I appreciate you for having this young lady on your platform. In turn, I had to give myself an opportunity to uh, connect with her and, and just say, hey, you know, I like to surround myself with uh, dope individuals who definitely knows their sports, who love sports. And it just mm -hmm. keeps me inspired knowing that you have bigger goals and doing things that as you said trying to find that angle to where it's like yo this is dope so i'm not gonna do the golf thing i'm letting you know that right now however <laughs> any events I mean, you I have think I, I would got do you. the golf thing if i didn't have that background right because i would have never known i would be like you be like oh man all i see is tiger woods <laughs> that sport is it for us and that's what a lot of people think right and that's why I said I just want to try to show something different. Yeah, no, that's dope. But you know, in this game we in, people be biting and stealing and imitating. So that's why but I want you know to. You know what? They don't have my contact. Ooh. So they could try. Ooh. <laughs> and that's another thing. I was going to end the show, but I'm going to add that too. Stop asking people who you know, hey, can you get me on? Or can you give this person my information? Yeah, it's, right. Because you, you, I mean, I think in some cases, depending on what the situation is, um, like if you, if certain people are looking for a job or something, then you know you might want to connect it to someone. But right, when it comes to like people's personal contacts, yeah. I mean, they work hard to get those contacts. <laughs> and so 
I mean, but you know, when you talk about people try to bite or whatnot, I, man, that used to really bother me. But now I'm on, I'm kind of under the impression that you can imitate, but if that wasn't really something that you were called to do, anyway, it's going to have a completely different effect. Mm-hmm. There it than is. someone who was called to do it. There it is. And no, I'm not being messy, listeners. I'm just being honest. I've been in this game. Karita been in this game. I'm sure we can talk for a few more minutes on that. But ultimately, what's for us, for us, no matter what you do mm-hmm. to take our swag or imitate our style or, oh, man, well, Murph said this or Karita said this. Maybe I can take this approach. If it ain't what you are originally, then it's not going to last that long. And we just going to keep climbing that ladder and doing what we do best. And I think that's a great way to end. There it is. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Well, Miss Karita, if you can let everyone know how to reach you, how to find you, that'll be great. All right. Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Karita C Parks. Karita is C-A-R-I-T-A. So that's Karita C Parks. You can find my company on Instagram at Parts PR. And you can also go to KaritaParts.com. And that will take you to uh, my company. And eventually when my sports platform is up, it'll take you there too. Oh, so that means you got to come back. I, of course I will. Ah, that's what I'm talking about. Make sure you support, follow Miss Karita. Real dope individual. Love the energy. Doing dope things. I, I told her offline. I said it on this show. I'm going to say it again. I'm taking notes. and I might have a few more questions along this journey. <laughs> that's yes. for sure. That's I mean, for, for sure. me, this is what I love to do. But in my opinion, if you're not giving back in some sort of way. Yeah. Then what are you doing it for? Again, she giving out the gems. If you don't listen to me or you tired, Murph, you say this. uh, (laughs) Listen to Karita. She just told you. Okay. So anyway, first time listeners, thank you for tuning in. The avid listeners, what up? Another dope episode. Another banger in Why Not Sports Archives. It's always a beautiful thing to connect with great people. You can find the show also wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts. If there's not a platform, let me know. We can make sure that happen. And if I did not let you know, my Twitter and Instagram is at It's Demurf. I'm out, y'all. And I appreciate y'all. Until next time, until next week, keep grinding. Keep the faith. Thank you. Have a good day. Keep on